You're soaring through the spritz of love into the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep, all about soul mission, mindset, and money. Episode number 39, coming to ya. Hello! My meat guy, he's always like, hello! And I'm always like, hello! It took me a minute to figure out that that, I'm pretty sure that's the voice from from Jerry Seinfeld's belly button, but um, it's hilarious, so love it. <laughs> I'm Jude Hotep. I am the Conscious Money Coach, your light goddess, walking with you on this wild soul journey. This episode is called, Why Don't We Do the Things We Love to Do? Isn't this confusing, y'all? I mean, why not? Let me tell you a little bit about what I do. I coach how to own your goddess and wildcraft greater revenue. So what does that mean? Gain greater confidence and clarity. Drop the self-judgment, self-doubt through self-love and self-worth and self-value. And this episode is going to be amazing. Stop doing things you don't want to do that you don't love just stop it right now. No, actually. (laughs) Actually, we kind of have all these tangles in our brain and our soul and our heart that makes us do it, right? And we kind of just go along sometimes with things and we don't question. And so living your wild, audacious life is all about the aperture between liking and loving. While it is sometimes grand and obvious, many other times it is subtle and appeasing. Sufficing in this life is the biggest slow cooker, soul killer that you will excavate from within your heart and soul and body if you live your wild, audacious life. The definition of which is yours alone to define. I recommend specifically not basing the definition of your wild, audacious life on anything external to you. Why don't we do the things we love and why do we do things we don't love? Our beliefs, our emotions, and our obedience to circumstance are some of the reasons, y'all. Beliefs come from familial training, social programming, and custom and institutional conformity and allegiance. Soul mindset work is how we exhume the unconscious beliefs and question all of those, all the conscious thought patterns. It's how we handle and process our emotions that come up with saying no to the things that don't really value us. And we end our obedience to circumstance, to external things. Due to to familial training, we simply do what our families did often or what our families want us to do. If you love your family and have a human brain, you're hardwired to belong to a group for the primitive survival instinct and that's now outdated then you know it's really you know doing what your family did doing what your family wants you to do it's really as natural as sunshine because of that primitive brain right to have unquestioned likes and dislikes and behavior and communication patterns of your family you know we often have those same patterns our family does and and we often just don't question them we just kind of go along with it and it is so valuable to find out who you are separate from your family 
you are an individual with your own intuitive knowing and your own soul mission is completely different than those of your family members. It's completely just yours. It may be really different from how you grew up. In psychology, the term is individuated. It goes far beyond that, though. Loving our families and spending time, it it can often mean unexamined adaptation to their customs, values, and traditions that simply don't empower the highest evolution of our own soul. And it often keeps you earning way less money than you desire. Unconscious fears of not upsetting others, (laughs) you know those, or upsetting the status quo because it is comfortable, you know, can be a way we simply settle in life. We don't even mean to. When things are comfortable, it can be really uneasy to question things. Your heart will always tug at you, though, and you'll have that, you'll have the greater dreams. You can eat and screen your way into a comfy life of good enough and appeasement and surrounded by nothing quite challenging, not going for the life you'd really love, you can do that. It might mean you'd fail, and you would a lot if you didn't do that. I mean, if you are driving a motorcycle inside a steel ball, failing has a really high bar, (laughs) like broken things, death. But to fail most of the time going for the life you love, it means having emotions, that we don't feel, that we don't know how to feel, we don't know how to allow, we don't know how to process emotional intelligence, emotional adulthood, um, emotional skill. It, it's not really taught anywhere. You know, we do soul mindset work so we can face our emotions straight on. We can nourish ourselves and be there for us. We have the emotional intelligence and skill set to allow and process our emotions. Extracting the transformation and the gifts from them. Let them heal us in ways we couldn't if they never came bubbling up. If you rebelled against your family or you cut ties with an abusive family, or even if you have great relationships but reject conforming, there's always some level of subconscious programming to exhume and to re-narrate for living the life that you love. Down to the paperclip especially when it comes to our families. I used to eat cheese and mainly ate cheese only, (laughs) sometimes with a bit of salad around it. And so I'd go out to eat with some of my family members and the waitress wouldn't comprehend neither my words of may I please have a cup, like, like a whole cup of cheese, nor my hand gestures denoting just how much cheese I was requesting. And she would bring me a ramekin, you know, like a thimble of cheese back. I would send her back until she snapped out of her obtuse autopilot and understood either words or gestures. Always kind, you know, really amused by the whole thing. And I'd get admonishments and hushed whispers of my name being said for my family. And I would proceed you know, and at least my Sagittarius cousin would make a big laugh out of it. But these these little things are not really little. You know, there was there was belittlement. There was telling me what I should and shouldn't do. There was saying that what I was doing was wrong. All of these little digs. And because it's your family, it has this greater influence over us. Whether we like it or not, that is the nature of being in tribe. And especially with blood, familial, you know, 
people we grew up with. It's just in there. It's it's how our primitive brains function. And so no no matter how amazing and healthy of a relationship we may have, over years seemingly benign experiences like this with others whittle down like paper cuts our affirmation of what we love and it being a thousand percent, a million percent the exact good, right, and perfect thing and exactly what we should do and who we should be and who we simply are. We have an unconscious programming from being in our families that can still unwittingly guide our behavior in ways that do not serve our soul mission. So even if you rebelled or cut ties or reject conforming to familial traditions and customs, it is so worth it to see where you judge yourself or where you dim yourself or quiet yourself and if it is a vestige of family ties. We are a herd species. We want our loved ones around us, and we want to be in relationships. But it's so important to be affirmed for who we really are rather than accepted for who we allow people to think we are. Never standing up and saying no at actually like a whole bucket of cheese with my three pieces of lettuce. Thank you. Being around the influence of our families, the ways they think and behave can keep us entrained in the old patterns and ways of thinking. So ask yourself, do I like this? Do and 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 is this because of my family or do I really love this and it is because I want to societal programming is the next reason that we often do what is okay or acceptable or we think it is right but not what we love and what we really want to do the ideas of what is right and wrong and school training of failure and success and roots to making money and family and happiness all these things are so programmed by movies and growing up in society and going to school we often do what we grew up learning was the thing to do never being taught to trust your internal authority of your heart and soul let alone to question and examine the status quo what is right and wrong you know, what's that based off of? And do you agree with that? What is right for society may not be right for you. I mean, if you get arrested for every law that was on the books, every single person would be in jail. Every person would be in jail because of all of the outdated laws that are still on the books. There's so, you know, there's, that is merely just a small example of societal norms, let alone societal programming. Most programming comes from people who want money and power and often only for money and power's sake, not for some higher purpose. You know, are things you do based off of society's standards and trainings or off your own heart and soul mission? Are they things you love and want to do? So often we make decisions based on fear, and there are so many people who sell and peddle fear. Really bringing awareness to your motives for what you do will help guide you in your soul mindset work and that deep self-love exploration the deeper love exploration of what you love in your life and why you do the things you do and and where you originally began putting that into place and why. I have a client where she kept saying that her heart made her go into this bad business deal and her mind was questioning the whole thing. But when we but when we don't look deeper at our motives, we can confuse those. If the motives are societal cravings of fame and status and money and power for for money and and power's sake with no soul behind it, then it will leave you loveless, abandoned in the entertainment of appeasing pursuits. I was so young in my emotions when I went to college, I didn't have, you know, like wise aunties around me or really any kind of external guidance. And my internal guidance was 
was confused, thinking I had to do something for money so I could then do what I loved. <laughs> so it's like really, really backwards here. The opposite is the, you know, is the way to the amazing life you love. But that's so indicative of the societal cultural programming. You know, you do what you love on the weekends or in the evening. And, and it's, it's appeasement type of things that most people do. Is, is it really, is it really the soaring, wild, passionate life that you're living? An example from, from my life is that I love to fly. And so I went to aeronautics school to become a pilot. So then I could do what I really loved, which was every, all the other things I do, like coaching right now and, and self-development and metaphysics and, and, and circus arts. And I love to fly, but I didn't want to be a commercial pilot. And, you know, you don't even make good money until you're over 10 plus years in, usually 15. There's all of these other duties in the airport. I mean, it's just not, it's not really, I mean, it's not really a great gig to be honest with you. Like, and you don't really do a whole lot of flying. The avionics does it for you. It's a lot of autopilot is going on there. And I could have done what I loved and still, you know, still have flown small planes, which is what I prefer. And I would have had a lot less student loan debt. So when you do what you love, you are aligned with your soul mission. And so you will never, you will never go unsupported. And it doesn't mean you won't have the learnings along the way. Don't let the learnings and the growth confuse you back into the primitive cave of comfort. Societal programming can be so strong. So many people right now are deprogramming the belief that you can't make money doing what you love, that what you love is for the weekends and trivial and not serious. I will tell you, joy knows way more than reason and logic. Joy is much more of an intelligent advisor and ally. Go with your gut. Go with your joy because at least you will be happy. So many people are wise but cynical. I'd argue if they were wise at all. Really, they are safe in their security blanket of what seems reasonable and socially acceptable within their own personal status quo. We have, we have to even question our own bubble of status quo and see if it needs cleaned out. It's like cleaning out a junk drawer. It's still our drawer, but we, we can throw out the outdated bits and put in some new paper clips. So people are waking up to what they love and having the courage to let that be the compass in their life. Customs and traditions create blind spots and obedience to outer authority. When you follow what you love, you lead your life at the very minimum towards what you love. And most likely to your most amazing life. Separated from our divinity and cries of egocentricity, you know, that's the way so many of us grew up, that you shouldn't honor yourself and know thyself at the deepest levels. Know thyself, honor our heart above all else. You know, that often confuses the most intelligent people having that separation from our own divinity, having that separation from spirit, having the the societal conversations go on about you're being selfish and, and, and be polite and these types of things so many of us come up with. 
It's never too late to question and kick out what you like but don't love, what doesn't serve you but seems logical, what brings you down but is demanded by external voice. So many women grew up being told to be polite, don't cry or I'll give you something to cry about, be seen, not heard, tend to this, do that, make sure you take care of everybody. It is so amazing to see women in their 20s and early 30s coming up completely unfettered by all of this and that just follow their heart and what they love. They don't do college because they think they have to and that it's the only pathway. They say they see other pathways carved out for them that all of us that came before created space for and expanded the morphogenic field for them to have cleaner lives and less restrictions and challenge. So many 20-somethings are wealthy and creative and living a life they love the way they want. Of course, that isn't everyone, but it is much more widespread than it ever has been. Those of us that came before, we can be proud of holding that space. We have done, we've held that space, you know, for that to be possible, the other reasons we don't do what we love is institutional allegiance. We get into companies, schools, groups, churches, and we never question and explore alternatives simply because of the human desire to belong. We have to question what we are belonging to and does that belong with our own soul mission? Does it belong with our own heart? Always questioning the external, asking if it is in service to our own authority and our own heart. So much has changed in the world that nearly no one is standing with a foot in what they used to believe was certain and unshakable. Old paradigms are giving way to new possibilities, and you can ride this wave into your heart's intentions if you follow what you love. Do you have greater allegiance to an institution or to your own soul? And are your motives safety or freedom, fear or love? We do so many things because we like most of it, or a lot of it is really good. We completely bypass the way in which it dishonors us because mostly nothing is really wrong. Behind that is often fear, fear of judgment, tangles, coaching unravels, so you are free from limitations that don't have to limit you. If we don't even know what is holding us back, then we can't change it. And coaching shows you your blind spots, impeding your money creation. What about things in our lives that we hang on to because it works? We must be careful about things that work. <laughs> it may work, but it may not be what you love. Think about cars. Have you had a car you didn't like, but just kept it because it worked? I had a friend who had a purple car and didn't like it and kept it for 12 years. He didn't like it, but it worked. These are the ways that we subconsciously tell ourselves that we don't deserve what we love, what we value, and that we we're telling ourselves that we are not valuable. It seems subtle and even trivial, but it is huge at the cost to your own soul and the subliminal messages you're giving yourself about your own value. Often with our behavior, we tell ourselves how much we value ourselves. It's good enough. This isn't the depression error. You don't have to rig up a broom anymore. You can go get the best, most amazing broom you want to purchase. My grandma, she was from the Depression era, and she had this cool trick with straw brooms where the where strands of it would poke out, and she would take a, a winter hat and cut the top of it off and put it down around the broom, and so it would hold, hold all the straw in place. And, and, you know, that resourcefulness, that's amazing, especially when you need those skills, and I'm so glad that I grew up, you know, picking up those skills, but it's not that time anymore. And so when you need it, great. But as a way to live, 
Show yourself that you value yourself through your behavior, through what you accept and don't accept. You can get a car you really love. You don't have to hold on to things because they are mostly good. My husband only has women hanging on them when I'm around, so it's okay. We tell ourselves that it's good enough. Well, our marriage is really good, but this one, this one thing dishonors me. If it bothers you, that is enough of a reason. You don't have to explain. You don't have to change. You don't have to be different. It's okay to own your worth and to request of life through your own belief in yourself and congruent behavior that you will take no less than your value. You will take no less than what your heart wants in this life. You don't have to be different than you are. What your heart wants is meant for you. It is not always easy to have that trust when we don't see it. What you can do is make it happen in every area of your life that you can influence right now. The other areas of your life will have to follow suit. Only do what you love and what honors you in every part of your life that is available to you. And when those are shored up, the other areas will begin to open up to you. Your life won't have space in it for what doesn't value you if you value you. And know exactly what that means to you in a conscious way. The reason that we often settle for what we like instead of realizing we can have what we love is because it usually is mostly good. It usually mostly works. People say things like, well, I don't burn bridges. You don't have to be angry and mean to end a relationship that doesn't respect you. There might be a lot of magic, but if you're not valued and honored and appreciated for who you are, then is the the good really that good or is it better than nothing? So many of you settle for better than nothing. What are you worth? What is your value worth? What you love or what is simply good enough? Just because something isn't broken doesn't mean you love it. You have this one life. I know I spent way too much of my life not having exactly what was congruent or in line with my value and my honor and what I love because I thought I had to. And I, and I thought it worked. Beware of solutions. Just because something works doesn't mean it is on your soul mission and from your heart. So many people stay in jobs because they have a job. They don't seek the business of their heart that their heart truly wants. Or people keep employees where the vibe is off because there isn't a dramatic issue. It's really imperative to honoring your soul that you surround yourself with people that really understand you and appreciate who you truly are and that you have that reciprocal ease with them. Why do we stay in groups with people where it's okay? What about it being great? What about feeling so alive and talking endlessly about things you love and having so much in common and the awesome differences that make it fun in every area of your life? What if that is actually possible? There's no other time in history where that is exactly what is possible. Why not send the meal back if the steak isn't good? I just bought a steak from a company that is really respected and highly sought, but this is the second time that their steaks are not soft and not chewy and they're chewy in the wrong way and just really not good. So I'll never buy their steaks again. And I have an amazing, you know, grass-fed, humanely raised butcher shop right close to there. So I'll never get the other steak just because it's convenient and I'm already in the store. I like it. It's okay, sort of, but I don't love it. And my heart wants to spend money on things I love, things that really fulfill the intention of my effort to get the thing and then cook it and make it, <laughs> things other people valued so much that they made them amazing. So often it's the smallest things that we settle for. 
But that is where we have so much power to make a difference. Because we can make sure that every tiny thing about our life is something we love. So what if it was a gift and you don't love it? Are you going to let it take up precious energetic and emotional space to store it in the back of a dusty closet? In the last three years, I have just very naturally went through the most gigantic purge of my life. I got rid of every personal belonging that had an iffy memory. I made peace with items from family where they brought up grief and I had deaths in my family and and I brought completeness to those emotions and processed those things. I discarded books, perfectly useful items that I just didn't, didn't love. Everything outdated had to go. Anything that didn't nourish me or bring joys or good memories had to go. Even clothes. Clothes is such a great example. Holding on to clothes because they fit or they work. When you don't love them, they don't make you feel fantastic. That's such an easy way to start valuing yourself. Say no to the thousand tiny things in your life that are not indicative of your amazing life. Say no to friendships that are just okay rather than the explosive amazingness talking all the time and having so much in common. Make space for the really uplifting types of relationships. Say no to clients that are not a good fit even if they want to pay you. You're not honoring your heart when you do things just for money. All these little ways of valuing yourself, respecting yourself is a powerful way that you can begin now. Do what you love instead of settling for what you like. Begin filling your life with what you really love. Removing the impurities, removing the, well, it's okay, and I like it, and there isn't anything really wrong with it, but what do you love? Does it empower, uplift, inspire you? Make moves in what your heart loves in your life in any way that you can, and the bigger things will become more natural to you. They'll have to start flowing in. Start asking the questions. Am I settling? Do I love it? It can be tricky when nothing is quite wrong or it's magical, but it just doesn't completely honor you. It is tricky, but your heart will always guide you. Your heart will always lead the way. The small things are the easy inroad. This is a very fun exploration of what you deeply love and what belongs in your life and what doesn't. You actually get to decide, not some external voice. There's a vast difference between what we love and what we like. What is simply okay and what inspires, what appeases, and what enlivens us. This is your beautiful life. Create it. Own it. Settle for nothing less, goddess. I am sending you so much appreciation. I'll talk to you next episode. You've been listening to the Conscious Money Creation Podcast with Jude Hotep, all about soul mission, mindset, and money. If you want to own your goddess and wildcraft greater revenue, head on over to lifecoachjude.com. We take this soul trinity deep in the Conscious Money Creation Coaching Program where we ignite strength, restore innate value, and you learn how to drop the self-judgment and self-doubt. Greater clarity, greater confidence, it's coming your way. Head on over to lifecoachjude.com.